Hello everyone and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. This week we are talking about being an overcomer and today, our last episode in this topic, we are going to be discussing overcoming procrastination. Um, I feel like ending the week talking about procrastination is pretty perfect because maybe it can give me and some of you a kick to get something done if you have been putting it off. Like if you're... um, just been waiting around to get something done. You really just need a push. You need some encouragement. This is, this is happening right now. Please go do the thing that you've been putting off. Please go do the thing that you've been procrastinating. Please go do the thing that, you know, you're running out of time to get it done or do the thing that you've been waiting to do, but you feel like everything has to line up perfectly. Everything has to, you know, fit in some sort of a specific mold or cookie cutter or, has to align with the stars and everything else. That's not true. If there's something that you've been putting off that's actually near and dear to your heart and you feel like it's important to you but you haven't done it yet, go ahead and do it because there will be no perfect time. There will be no perfect settings. There will be no perfect setup or people. Um, There's only going to be now and all you can do is start and then learn from here. But yes, if you're putting something off, go ahead, do it, get it done. Um, you know, procrastination is so easy to get caught up in. I think that's why all of us end up there at some point or another. You know, the more and more you start to put things off, the easier it becomes to put more and more things off. You know, it's just this nasty cycle that we can get caught up in um, with not getting things done and not pursuing things. And despite the fact that those thoughts may be in the back of our minds that despite the fact that we might be like worrying about getting that thing done, but still not getting it done. Um, it just becomes this vicious cycle that we can get caught up in so easily. It can spiral so quickly. And I'm sure that so many of you can relate to that. So, um, a lot of times people will procrastinate because there is a fear of not being able to, you know, do a good job or failing at whatever it is you're putting off. And no one wants to fail. No one wants to not do a good job. No one wants to just like, you know, only do it halfway and have any sort of like opinions or judgment thrown at them because they didn't do the best they possibly could. However, when we speak about doing the best you possibly could, understand that that is seen differently and everyone's eyes, right? You know, because everyone has their own expectations that they set for themselves And for other people, even though that is super unfair, we have spoken about that um, here before, because your expectations should not be thrusted upon other people unless they are aware and they do accept, uh, and then it becomes their own personal expectation. But it's just not fair and it's not reality to expect people to hit um, this like bar of expectation, especially if you haven't told them. And it's important to realize, and this is something that I struggle with, Um, And I even admitted today to my husband, I was like, you know what, I need to stop expecting people to be like me, to think like me, to react like me, to care as much as I care because it's not fair and people are coming from different places, different mindsets, different experiences and struggles that you can't expect them to feel the same because they're not you and everyone's different and everyone processes things differently and everyone is affected by things differently. So you have to understand That, yeah, you know, you might be in fear of not doing a good job or failing, but you have to try for it anyway and just learn through the process. 
And perfectionists typically fall into this because it's much easier to just not do something than to possibly fail at it because perfectionists don't want to fail. You know, failure is not an option. It's not even, even on the near horizon. And if you do fail, it is like the most terrible thing ever. Super embarrassment. Your ego is trashed. And you're like, what have I done to myself? I've totally ruined my, you know, reputation, your your record of being supposedly perfect, even though no one is perfect. Remember that? Um, but yeah, perfectionists, perfectionists um, including myself, you know, can get so caught up in procrastination because you're just like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Everything will be fine. Or it's like that meme where it's like, Who's going to know? How are they going to know? They're going to know. You're like, no, they're not going to know. So it's important for you to realize that if you are struggling with perfectionism or you feel like you are a perfectionist, that if you do struggle with, uh, in addition to that, uh, procrastination, understand it's because you are waiting for everything to align perfectly when the chances of that are pretty low and unlikely to happen. But there is also the possibility that you just don't believe you will enjoy whatever task it is you are putting off to. It just depends on what your thought process is, you know. And low self-confidence can also be a factor because you just don't believe in yourself. A lot of times this is going back to maybe not enjoying the task that you have at hand or um, just not feeling like you can accomplish it in the best way possible. You just feel such low confidence. But it also could, low confidence can also feed into feeling like you don't understand what is being asked of you, but you feel embarrassed and like you will be judged if you ask follow-up questions, if you try to find out more information because you didn't get it, then, you know, this has affected me a lot personally. I, you know, when someone asks me to do something and I have to ask them two or three times to explain it because I, you, I'm more of a visual learner than just speaking, um, it makes me feel very embarrassed because, you know, I don't want to have to ask again. I don't want them to think that I'm dumb or incompetent or I just don't understand what's going on. And, you know, a lot of times in my regular day job, I have to ask these questions like a couple times or I have to ask many numerous clarifying questions because I just don't understand what was being asked of me because of the learning style I have. And I don't think that's anything that we should be embarrassed about, but I do understand our fear of, you know, ticking off the person that we are asking um, or, you know, making the person that we're asking, you know, not have any feelings because you can't make anyone feel a certain way, but you are in fear of the of the way that they are going to react towards you. Right. So uh, if you can get so caught up in your head about what and do mind reading, which we talk about a lot here, because you know, you think you know what they're going to say, you know what the, you know the reaction is going to be, and you know how that's going to be followed up with this, that, and the other one. You really actually don't know. Um, even if you're basing it on history and what has happened in the past, they could surprise you, which is something that you should keep in the back of your mind because you just, you just never, you never know. But we get so caught up in this wheel of like, I know what they're going to say. I know what they're going to do. I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to try to avoid it at all costs, um, which is just not the way to go. So, um, but yeah, there can be so many reasons that people get so caught up in procrastination. Um, and like I said, it's a myriad of things, you know, whether you want everything to be perfect or you just are not interested in it and you want to wait to the very last minute until you have to do it. It's kind of like when you ask your kid, this happens a lot with our teenager. Um, even though we have like one day dedicated to this chore, it's like when you ask your kid to clean their room or to do a different kind of chore and they don't do it or they wait till the very last minute before they 
feel like they're going to get in trouble to do it. And I'm sure we've all been there as kids ourselves where you're just putting something off because you just know that you're not going to enjoy it. It's not something that you want to do. Um, when honestly, if that's the way that you are thinking of certain things in your life and tasks that you have to do, I would encourage you to do those tasks first. So there is no benefit to you by pushing things out and, you know, making those tasks wait because you think that you are um, making the best of your time right now and enjoying everything up until that last minute. But honestly, if you just do the task up front, get it out of the way, then you don't have anything to worry about in the back of your mind of this task that is just like feels like such a burden on your heart and your mind that you have to get done. No, because you've already done it. So I encourage you that if that is the tactic that you take to wait till the last minute to do it because it's something you don't want to do, just try to do it first. Try to, um, you know, avoid the procrastination, just get it done and you'll be able to move on so much easier and quicker. So, you know, during my research, I was very surprised about this. This is not something that I actually knew. And I always get really excited when I learn actually really new things. And I feel like the bulk of the knowledge and information that I bring to you guys, I it's not necessarily new knowledge that I'm learning. It's like um, a deeper understanding of knowledge that I already understand and have learned in school and in college. Um, but this is something I did not know. So there are actually four types of procrastinators. I did not know this. This is, it was very insightful to me. I hope that you enjoy it too. So the four types, the first one is the performer who believes they work well under pressure. I personally believe that out of all the ones I'm going to speak of that I am this one because I always feel like I work best under pressure. I feel like I can just pour out the best. I feel like I can work super quickly. I feel like I can just like, you know, one and done, get it done, and just, and just, and, and still be able to do a good job, still be able to hold, dominate the whole task and whatever the thing was I had to do, um, because, you know, it makes me look good, you know, and I'm just being really vulnerable for you guys, it makes me look good if I'm able to, you know, just do a task really quickly, even at the last minute, um, because it makes you, <laughs> makes you look good, you know, it helps my reputation, and, uh, it's something that I try not to lean into too much because I know that it's just a, a play on my ego and it's also not the best way to actually get things done. You just need to get things done when they're supposed to get done or before that so that you don't cause yourself um, excessive like stress and anxiety. Um, that's not something I was going to deeply talk about today because I know that everyone understands that, you know, um, stress, anxiety, even possible like depression can come along with procrastinating. Um, and so by eliminating as much procrastination from your life as possible, you will therein uh, eliminate or at least um, cut back on the amount of stress and anxiety and possible depression that there is in your life because you are not um, succumbing to procrastination as often. So the first one is the performer. The second one is the self-deprecator. They believe that they are just too lazy to do it now, you know. You're really coming down in yourself as being self-deprecating, which um, we have spoken about recently here on the show. So if you want more information on that, you can go back into the archives and look up that episode. But we have spoken about that before. And you know, when you're self-deprecating, you're putting yourself down. You're not believing in yourself at all. And you're just saying all these terrible negative things about yourself. And so the procrastination style of being a self-deprecator is believing that you're just too lazy you know, you don't, you don't, you're not even worth the time or the effort to do it. And that's why you're just going to do it at the last minute because 
you know, you don't want to and you're kind of not capable of doing it right then. Uh, the third type is the overbooker. They believe that they are just too busy. I kind of used to be this person because I would constantly fill my life and schedule with all the things I could do. Um, it's because I grew up doing that when I was, um, you know, in school, in grade school and high school because I didn't want to be at home. My home life was pretty rough and volatile, so I made sure that I had so many programs and after-school activities and sports and clubs to fill up my life so that I didn't have to go home, but that fed into my adult life, and so I was constantly just trying to, you know, be a part of different things, and that honestly was just a coping mechanism to distract me from dealing with my actual internal pain and emotions, and do you know how I knew that? Because I practiced self-awareness, and we should all practice self-awareness even more. Please, please, please do it. Um, but yeah, so I was the overbooker. I would always like say that I'm too busy to do this, that, and the other, put it off to the last minute because I had 20 other things that I had to attend to. I had like four different events. I had like right lined up back to back to back. And it was really just a coping mechanism for me to distract myself from anything negative that was going on in my life which also got me all caught up in procrastinating to get things done because I just made myself too busy on purpose. And the last type of procrastinator is the novelty seeker, which is the one that gets distracted by the next best idea to focus on. The novelty seeker, you know, just will come up with another idea in the middle of having to get this one done or complete this task or they'll come up with something else that seems more important at the time and something else that might be more fun and you know you just get super distracted and and that leads you to procrastinating things that you should have got done because you got distracted by 10 other things that you wanted to do or maybe that also needed to get done and came up you didn't prioritize what you needed to get done and then you find yourself at the end rushing to get crap done because you procrastinated. So those are the four types of procrastinators and I hope that really like served you in some knowledge of understanding the different sides of being a procrastinator and not just like super generalizing it, which I really appreciated. And we are going to talk about five tips that I have for overcoming procrastination. But before we do that, let's briefly talk about the five minute reset. The five minute reset is the ability to reset, reboot, restart your day right then and there. It's essentially drawing a line in the sand and deciding that you are not going to allow what has already previously happened to you that day carry into the rest of your day or even the next day. You know, because if you are bogged down by stress and worry and problems and those things you kind of feel like are ruining your day or dragging you down, you can just decide to start your day new again. And even if it's like 10 o'clock at night or right before you're going to go to bed, and you've just carried all of this weight through the whole entire day, you can still do the five minute reset so that you go to bed feeling calm and collected and you won't be worrying all overnight. So that means because if you're worrying all night, you're having a pretty bad night of sleep. So by doing that, you're just kind of like relieving all of that stuff so you can be rested and then wake up to another beautiful, amazing day. So the five minute reset, um, is you just have five minutes to yourself that allow you to reset, reboot, restart right then and there. You can take a break from any issues or burdens that you're dealing with. You can come up with any resolutions for any problems or issues that you're currently having by yourself or with someone else. And then I always encourage everyone to come up with a list of at least four things that you're grateful for, big, small, 
medium size, you know, you can be grateful that you co you connected with old friends over social media, which is really cool and exciting. Um, maybe you're happy that you're able to spend some time with family and friends or partners to watch shows or movies and just connect over that time together. Maybe you're excited like me that you planned a little get together with a friend that you haven't seen in a long time. I am doing that with a friend this co this you know, coming up weekend. I'm really super excited about that. And, or maybe you're just excited to, um, see more sunshine and has, you know, the weather turns to spring. I mean, depending upon where you live, if you live, um, you know, below the equator, um, in the Southern hemisphere, then what are you coming up on? Uh, fall? Yes, fall, because uh, our summer is your winter. So, and maybe you're excited about that too, but whatever it is, you can literally be grateful for anything and everything. The list is never ending, which is the most beautiful thing ever. And then last but not least, make sure that you're feeling at least neutral, if not positive, about the rest of your day, because hopefully focusing in more on the positives and the blessings in your life will help you get through those negative times and make it a lot easier. And I'm not saying that you have to be positive 100% or even 80 or 75% of the time. But the more that you are, the easier life will be and you will be able to enjoy life a little easier as well. So let's chat about what we can do to overcome procrastination. Like I mentioned, we have five tips that we're going to share today. The first tip is to let go of any procrastination in the past. A lot of us tend to hang on to the actions and experiences that we had in the past and continue to bring them forth into the present and act like those things still need to be a burden over us, act like those things still need to and in uh you know affect us day to day when they really don't. You know, you just need to go through an experience, grab what you can learn and the knowledge that you can take from that experience and situation and then move forward because there's no value in spending time, you know, analyzing every little piece and and nook and cranny of what happened in the past because if you've already gleaned the knowledge that you need to to learn your lesson going forward then all you're doing is just looking at basically like a dead carcass right and why would you carry that around why would you carry this dead carcass of experience around just for the fun of it sounds like a waste of time so let go of any experiences of procrastination that you have had in the past it's not going to help you anymore in the future and you don't want to continue to weigh yourself down with those kind of past things that don't matter anymore they truly don't the second tip is to break the task up so if you find that the thing that you're procrastinating is a really big task even if it's not super huge you can take the time to just break it up into a bunch of mini tasks so that you can actually feel more excited and proud of yourself that you've accomplished this little mini task and then feel more excited and ready to move on to the next little mini task. And after you get through all of those, it'll seem like it was so much easier than accomplishing this big, beast, scary thing of a task that you had to do and you'll feel so much better about yourself. And it really just makes it so much easier and you are less likely, likely to uh, procrastinate as well because you're doing it little by little. The third tip that I have for you is to minimize distractions. Um, as we we're talking about in the different procrastination types, you know, the one where it's like the novelty type where you, the novelty seeker, when you are being distracted by the, a new idea to focus on or something else, you know, it's similar to minimizing distractions because if you have like 
you know, friends in the room while you're trying to study or you're trying to learn something or, you know, you're at work and you're trying to get a tax done, but you're watching YouTube or you're talking to your friends in the next cubicle or whatever you're doing. Um, or if you're trying to like do work on your laptop, but you're watching a show that you're super, you realize you're super engaged in, like those things aren't going to work. So you're going to have to take the responsibility onto yourself to minimize any sort of distractions. Uh, because if you don't, you know, you're the one that's ultimately responsible for whatever it is that you need to do. So if you want to, you know, grow a little bit and understand that those things can wait, they will be there for you later. This minimize the distractions, get your work done, focus on whatever it is, you know, just get it done so you can move on as opposed to continually living in dread about having to do it. Number four is to commit to the task. This isn't going to be easy, especially for someone that is um, so, you know, deep into procrastination, kind of like myself, where you just have to commit to actually just getting that task done. And again, if you uh, couple this with breaking the task up and you can commit to every little piece as opposed to one piece, you break it up into like six or seven pieces and you're like, okay, I'm going to commit to doing this one during this time right now or whenever. And then you're like, yeah, and you're able to check that box and then you're able to Go on to the next one and the next one and the next one and it just continues to go from there. So if you're able to commit to a task mentally and actually say it out loud, I'm committing to get this done, I'm going to focus for the next like 20 minutes or whatever and get this done and then tell yourself that and even set a timer, then that is going to be one of the biggest helps ever. And the last, last, <laughs> the last tip I have for you is to promise yourself a reward. Um, which also can be coupled with the last one by committing to the task, you know, determining how long you're going to work on it and then saying, okay, if I'm able to complete this task or if I'm able to stay focused for at least 30 minutes to an hour, I will give myself this, which means you can get up and take a walk or maybe you want to exercise or maybe you want to call or text a friend or maybe you want to spend 15 minutes on Instagram, like whatever it is, you can reward yourself with something that will make you work hard and stay focused and then have a little bit of fun afterwards. You know, I feel like we always live in like FOMO, which is the fear of missing out and feeling like that if we don't give in to our distractions and um, we don't commit to these tasks, that we're feeling like we are missing out on something. So we have to continually let ourselves be distracted so we don't miss out when in reality we might miss out, but it probably are not missing out on anything that actually is super important to you because if it was super important to you, you would have planned it in your schedule. That's how I believe. So, but that's all my tips. I hope that that really helps you to overcome procrastination if you are currently struggling with that. And with that, that ends uh, the topic uh, talking about we are an overcomer. And I'm so excited that we got through this whole topic and I hope that a lot of this information was helpful and served you in the best way possible. I do not know yet what the next topic is going to be, but you will find out when the next episode comes out very soon. As you know, we have five episodes that do drop every single week, so no worries. You will find out soon. Before I let you go, I do want to announce, and I will have to change the, um, I have like an outro that goes out. But I do have um, a Patreon started. So if you are interested in supporting the podcast, 
by donating to me at a different tier level. I would really super appreciate that. If you need more information on that, you can go to my website, which is sabrinajoy.com, and there is a little button on the homepage that says donations, and it also gives you an option to just donate directly via PayPal if you wish to do that, which you are able to donate whatever amount you choose. It could just be a one-time thing, or you could do it as much as you want. I'm not going to say no. I'm going to say thank you. I'm going to say I appreciate you. I'm going to say that that is such a blessing to me for you to donate back to my show. And it just makes me feel so grateful that people would be willing to do that and to help support um, the time and effort that I put into creating the show and researching and editing and posting and, you know, trying to serve you guys in the best way I can. So again, you can go and um, choose on Patreon. So you're welcome to even just look up The Real Positive Girl on Patreon. You can do that too. That's easier. And there are three different tiers. There's one tier where at least $5 a month where you can get uh, a handwritten thank you letter from me. There's also $10 a month if you want also that handwritten letter, but then you also will get monthly encouragement letters um, handwritten by me, uh, specific to you, um, not just a generalized one that I do for everyone, like specifically to you. And then the third and final tier, it would be $50 a month, and that would be you getting a phone number directly dedicated to me. You would actually be texting me directly where we can have conversations, you can ask questions, and we can just continue to build this community environment. So if you're interested in that, again, it's on Patreon. If you're not, you can still go to my website, sabrinachoy.com, click on donations, and just donate directly via PayPal. And if you do um, donate via PayPal, I will still, if you put your email address in when the pop-up comes up, I will still contact you and say a really big thank you. Uh, but you can also get a thank you gift if you donate over $50 via PayPal as well. So just so you know, no pressure, but it's there if you'd like to support me. And I want to say thank you in advance for that. Um, but that is all for now. And I can't wait to see you guys again soon.